0: Driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks. Says and politicians getting caught grabbing asses. Says she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. <laughs>
1: Okay, that's really weird to hear someone chime in with my song and sing along. Megan Kelly and Dan Schaefer from Apollatini airing uh, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. And uh, they, they know when I listen because I'll chime in. And they know that otherwise I'm sleeping because Declan's <laughs> kept me up all night. Hi! Totally fine. Hello. hello! Thank you so much for coming in. Dan messaged me last night. And he's like, hey, let me know if you have any room on the show. I'm like, hey, why don't you come in and co-host with me? I wasn't expecting
2: and, you to say today, but I was like, all right.
1: <laughs> well, because I don't know how the rest of the week looks. So I figured yeah. this would be... No, that's fine. I I knew, I knew what the guests were going to be, and I thought it might be fun uh, to introduce you to my Dan Schaefer. I thought it'd be funny to have the Dan Schaefers on. Uh, not my—you're also my Dan Schaefer, right? You have two Dan Schaefers in your Two life. Dan <laughs> Schaefers. Uh, so Dan Schaefer from uh, Recombination Area is coming on at five fifteen, and we catch up with all things Wisconsin because you guys fill in for me sometimes. I also figured mm-hmm. in case there are regular segments, Dan Schaefer is a good one for me to yeah. loop you guys in on as well, absolutely, and share you with the audience, and and also expand with. Uh, we have Minneapolis, St. Paul, and they. Use to air us, they're going they used to air us at 11. They're going to start airing me at 9 p.m. So we're uh-huh. moving up on their schedule a okay. little bit. Very nice. Yeah. That's cool. So tell me, let's start here. Megan, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh,
3: it was fantastic. Yes. I was out in the suburbs with my family. Uh, we kept it low key, just yeah. an immediate family. Is there um, is there
1: a reason that you, is it like, is there drama? Because I'm telling no, you I do. I, I have drama. I in my was family. almost like, I oh, told really? Dan,
3: I was like, I can't wait to talk to people about Thanksgiving because I don't have that drama. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I kind of want to hear it. I, I want to hear I'm it. I'm not like, allowed because it's not my family. It's
1: my in laws, oh, well. hi, honey. I know you're listening because that text me is like, "Where are you going with this?" <laughs> so, actually, if anybody has any dramatic stories, uh, Paul, can we open the phone lines? I, we didn't even ask uh, yesterday if anybody had any dramatic stories or draw, like you know, political arguments. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Do you have friends that have told you how chaotic Thanksgiving was? No,
3: and I no? miss it. It was like years <laughs> ago, but I feel like most of uh, my friends and family that did have those crazy ones, uh, they cut them out. And I was I was like yeah, maybe just yeah. keep a couple around I just know. to linger, just for the stories.
1: I know. Well, they, they either get cut out or they pass away. That's a the, yeah. but but, yeah. but like my family was always a dramatic one, so I can't tell you because I've known my husband and I have been together for 28 years, mm-hmm. and so for the first eh, 20, my family was like the, oh god, don't let the <laughs> don't let the Vasquez Bonnins around everybody, and uh, the last few years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my family it's my, I like i can't i, but I can't do but it I don't get to, my husband like he's just like nope not gonna have anything to do with it yeah. anyway well, uh so i don't get to bring the popcorn oh. <laughs> maybe christmas we'll see what happens how so about so you dan any any, uh, any well first how was your thanksgiving yeah
2: we we hosted uh i was supposed to be in florida which would have been really nice with this weather um but we unfortunately we had a death in the family so we stayed oh, back I'm here so and then it was fine. he was my uh, my uncle we had a uh difficult relationship towards the end, but uh, I did a little mini eulogy and stuff and um, so so we just hosted, it's Jim's favorite holiday, he always has to cook a turkey, and then I have actually, I think just today, one of my Facebook memories from like eight years ago is just him sitting in front of the oven in our apartment, just literally like Indian style just like watching the turkey, and I'm like honey, you know, that's not going to make it
4: cook faster
1: no. He's, like, coaxing it along. It's his favorite yeah. holiday, Maybe so he likes it to good. watch the change from, you know, from, the, from raw or to slightly cooked to the yeah. caramel yeah. color that it gets. And Does he have to put a tent on, like, a tinfoil tent at some point on it?
2: Cause- uh, he has this, like, Dutch roaster, like, Dutch oven thing uh-huh. that he does. And yeah. Meanwhile, I'm, like, lugging chairs and table yeah. leaves and everything <laughs> up and stuff, yeah.
1: So no drama at your uh, Thanksgiving?
2: No, honestly, it was a smaller group. There were about ten of us total. It was just my sister, brother-in-law, the three monster children, and then um, my mother and two of our friends. So we always operate where a few, and they're both flight attendants, if you have nowhere else to be on a holiday, Aww. you just come to our house, and that's mm-hmm. the way that it goes. And it's fun. So everybody that wanted to be there was there, and that makes it more fun.
1: Because Jim is a, uh, a flight attendant. Yes. Yeah. And uh, when I was in, I used to go back and forth to Los Angeles. Okay, I'm trying to remember his name now. Uh, Gary Valentine, who is the brother of, who's the lead character from The King of Queens? Kevin James. That's yes. actually Gary Valentine is actually his brother. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to hang out with him for some weird reason, and he <laughs> and, they, and they were very excited to hang out with flight attendants from American Airlines. So I hung out, and we drank like at the ton- a bunch of little mini oh, bottles.
2: Oh, that's those always make an appearance.
1: But yes, forever. I know. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Just like, this is amazing. This is my favorite. Um, I don't know if you guys heard uh, some of uh, you, you mentioned we before the show started. We were talking a little bit about Stephanie Miller, and yeah. we were talking about the so- the sound effects and the uh, production. I'm trying to figure out ways to incorporate a little more mirth, uh, you know, aside from my commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also I don't know if you heard them talking about Hunter Biden, uh, you know, uh, and all Hunter Biden said, yeah, I'll, I, let me testify in front of your, yeah, your committee. Right, right. Yeah. And the other thing. is, Well, let's let's go to Jim, because Jim wants to talk about that. And then Who I want to talk about Jim. Pence and Pence's son, apparently like put on your big boy <laughs> <Yeah>. pants, dad. <laughs> hey, Jim, what's on your mind? You're on with Megyn Kelly and Dan Schaefer of the of a Politini. On Sunday mornings, today.
5: Good evening, good good evening, all. Hey, Jim. You you got you got me pegged there because the the hypocrisy is just—you can cut it with a with a butter knife. Uh, You know, the the grand old party, uh, free speech, free speech. As soon as they want to put somebody on the stand and tell the truth, they muffle them. You know, no, no, we don't want to hear the truth. That's one (laughs) thing we can't handle. We can't handle the truth in this room. You know.
1: Well, I would, the, I would imagine, they, they, I don't know why they wouldn't want him to testify. I, I mean, like, the, he's the the entire genesis they, of,
5: be, right? Because he'd he, he, he tear him apart, because they don't even have a story They get to create. They've been running this story for how long? Since, uh, I not have mercy on it, since, what, 2000, uh, what, uh, 19? At the yeah. Yeah. Biden, and he's finally willing to tell them exactly what this nonsense story is all about. And they they know it. So they don't want to hear it from him or the public. They want the public to know it. They've been milking a story for what? to can't have mercy on us five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, That's why they don't want him on the stand. That's why they don't want him on the stand. You know, the Republican, I mean, these guys, these are free speech people. In a way. Oh, right. You know, free speech, sure, sure they are. Like, unless it, it's free speech as long as it uh, benefits uh, their cause. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you guys have, have a great show and have a great show. And thanks, babe. Thank Danny and the, uh, you, and sweetheart. Thank you.
1: Bye,
3: I'm
2: go with Jim. Jim. Oh, he calls you sweetheart.
3: <laughs> Thank oh. you,
2: Jim oh. loves sweet. <laughs> now I'm jealous. Jim, was... I'm a sweetheart too. Thank you. We're
1: <laughs> both sweethearts. There was a, a caller that I used to get at another. At, I can just say WGN, right? Uh, when I was on overnights, and I would have more contentious callers than we generally have here. Once in a while, we'll have a few. And mm-hmm. I actually got a message from I don't know if you heard that guy uh, last week. Week. We went back and forth. He said that uh, you know America was energy energy independent under uh, Trump, and and then like we off a whole bunch of things. And I had to like let's go back to uh, something else yeah. that you said. I tried to because he said a bunch of things in, in secession. Anyway, there used to be a caller, uh, and I feel like they just haven't found me yet. Like they don't know that I'm here. And so that, <laughs> Give <us> some time <laughs> I think that's where Chad came from, which is fine. Chad, you're absolutely welcome. It was great to have a conversation with you. But there was one that used to call me kiddo, mm-hmm. and I don't, oh. because but he would he would be very dismissive and say. Really caustic things, and then say "kiddo." So I started calling him pumpkin every time Uh-oh. he would call. Oh, there
2: you go. <laughs> See, pumpkin.
1: that's good. Like, do, do you have that where like like if if it depends on the intention of the person? Right. Yeah. If yeah. they're condescending, I'm not going to take sweetheart. Right. right. But if they're like, he, saw, Jim reminds me of my dad, and my dad, Megan would have called you a sweetheart, and he would also have called you sweetheart to just dad so nice,
2: Right on Sunday, Jim, I expect you to be called sweetheart. <laughs>
3: Uh, my but my, my one too. uncle calls me sweetheart, and I absolutely yeah. love it. But yeah, it's see, like it depends. Did yes. they do that to
2: Doctor Jill uh, when they like called her a kid or? or basically said that her because like because she's
1: not a doctor her doctor right. thing yeah she's not yeah. she's not a real doc yeah. yeah I love that people are starting to call Rachel Maddow Dr. Maddow I it? love that too.
2: yeah I was like, did you watch the uh, Rosalind uh, Carter I haven't funeral? watched yeah I was working today. so yeah. there was one uh, I had it just down in the background when I was doing stuff and there uh, uh, the Carter's grandson who, Jason Carter Jason. Oh, oh he was he's amazing. on there and he's doing his eulogy and he thinks he works his way down the line of first ladies and he's like mm-hmm. Secretary Clinton uh, Mrs. Bush uh, Mrs. Michelle Obama, Obama yeah. and Mrs. Trump. Um, thank you guys so much for coming. Also, Dr. Jill and also Secretary Clinton and Dr. Jill. Thanks for bringing your husbands.
4: It was fantastic. <laughs> that is really funny. It was funny. so funny
2: because it was love like that. he was like, "Thanks for being part of the sisterhood that is my mom." And he's like, yeah. "Also, thanks for bringing your
3: husbands." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone laughed too. It was, it was perfect. That's fantastic. I
1: really do love uh, the work that she did, what she mm-hmm. stood for. You know, a lot. Of, it was funny because um, he was my that my. First First president of memory. That's how I, I. That when I was I was eight years old when he lost. So mm. I mean, I was five when he became president. He should whatever. have won. But, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a whole other we, story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to the break. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I absolutely adore them. Uh, I think that it is a shame that yeah there was yeah. I, and and that's a thing too, right? Like all the people who don't believe that Trump won or should uh, don't believe that Biden won or that Trump was. I mean, the number of times where Democrats could point to. Some really shady stuff, mm-hmm. including like, you know, bar- 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 brokering a deal in order for mm-hmm. the hostages to remain in Iran. And, and so that's. A that
2: private d- citizen brokering a
1: deal with the foreign just country. Okay. Yeah. okay. What? Anyway, you don't see us like. Uh, but we digress. Let, <laughs> we do. We, let's not digress so much that we uh, miss any time with our good friend Dan Schaefer from the Recombibulation Area. So let's take a break here. And when we come back, we'll check in with what's going on. In Wisconsin, we have our guests in studio co-hosting, Megan Kelly and Dan Schaefer from Apolitini on Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock. I want to thank our sponsors, European U.S. Collision Center over at 4080 North Broadway. Thank you to Monaco Brewing Company. Follow their story on Facebook. And Kids Above All, go to kidsaboveall.org and help them through the holiday season with their great fundraiser they have, making sure that kids have some great toys and surprises for the holidays. More after this. Did I miss us I coming back? Ooh, that was a fast break. <laughs> Let's get to Dan Schaefer. Hey, Dan Schaefer. I don't want, like I said, I don't want to lose any time. We miss you so much. We were calling you on on uh, last Tuesday, even though you told us you weren't going to be on. Hi, Dan. How are you doing?
6: I'm doing well, Patty. How are you?
1: (laughs) Nothing like the death of radio silence. (laughs) That's that was very exciting there. Um, What happened? I'm still catching up from Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving, Dan?
6: I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Did a little traveling. We were out in the uh, Pacific Northwest for a few days, uh, a- visiting some friends who used to live out in Seattle. So yeah.
3: Oh, yeah I've never, I've never been to Seattle. I've always wanted to go. Neither Washington is one of my absolute favorite places to go. I love it.
1: So, Dan, how how long were you out on the on the Pacific, in the Pacific Northwest?
6: We uh, were out there for about a week. Oh. Uh, spent some time in Seattle and then uh, some time in the Olympic National Park and. Uh, Ooh. Lots of wonderful, beautiful
1: places. Outstanding. So I have to ask, uh, what what is top of mind for you uh, in Wisconsin? I know there's a lot of things going on uh, nationally, uh, and you guys have are the Koch brothers out of Wisconsin, or the Koch, I guess, now corporation. It's because yeah, one of the brothers west. died. Yeah. yeah. Are they?
6: Are they? Are they uh, we we used to we used to be the Koch brothers subsidiary uh, when Scott Walker was in charge, but but no longer.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> you can't you can't like it's claim your, you, Wisconsin's very own the Code
2: brother. That's one form of improvement.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you're on by the way with Megan Megan uh, Schaefer, uh, Kelly and Dan Schaefer, the other Schaefer that I text you sometimes and ask to fill in. So I thought I would just have you guys meet each other this Hello, way. Dan Schaefer, and I'm the other Megan me. Kelly. <laughs> yes. It's like the Spider-Man pointing each at each other. Exactly.
2: <laughs> right <there>. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So, what's what is going on in Wisconsin? What are we recombobulating this week?
6: Well, uh, right before right before Thanksgiving week, uh, I broke a story at the recombobulation area on Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, who is some, uh, someone who often comes up uh, in our weekly conversations here when we're talking about all things Wisconsin politics. Yep. Uh, And it was a a story that I broke exclusively at the Recombobulation area uh, about some travel that Robin Voss was doing at it, time where maybe he shouldn't have been traveling. Uh, so the story that I broke was that Robin Voss uh, attended a conference in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, at the same time that the state of Wisconsin uh, was holding a special session of the legislature on child care and
4: workforce. No. And
6: uh, I did a public records request uh, to find out his calendar uh, during that week. And was with the special session was held on September 20th. And on September 18th, Voss's calendar, official calendar, shows that he traveled to a conference in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, at a five-star resort and was there through September 24th. And that covered the time when the the state was scheduled to convene to discuss child care funding, and workforce challenges and paid leave and a number of other uh, issues that uh, kind of fell by the wayside during the state budget process. So uh, that is the story you can read exclusively uh, right now at the Recon
1: That is shady. Now, are yes. there, is there, are there, I mean, I guess the rules by which our legislators in a lot of instances are sort of nebulous. Look, we've, we see this in Chicago where politician after politician violates uh, election rules and that's a slap on the hand or it doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. Is there, Are are there any sort of regulations that he violate? Any rules that he can be brought up for charges? Or no, 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 no
6: nothing. I mean, so far that uh, the, the, there hasn't been a whole lot, uh, anything like that. And, and basically, it's uh, right now. I'm, well, I'm still trying to learn more uh, because I don't know if we don't know yet if any of this travel was at taxpayer expense. I've filed additional uh, public records reports, uh, public records requests. Uh, to get those expense reports to see if any uh, any of this travel came at taxpayers' expense. Now, this, this organization that he was traveling with for the conference uh, is called the uh, National Conference of State Legislatures, uh, something that I think every state legislature in the country is a part of. Uh, why they need to be holding their events in Brazil at five-star resorts, I'm not quite sure. Uh, but this is an organization that Robin Voss was the uh, president of for, in two separate stints, uh, from 2019 to 2021, and also for a few months earlier this year. He is now the president emeritus of that group. Uh, but I got the full schedule of the conference, and it did not include any speaking. Any, any and Robin Voss was not speaking at this conference. He was not a panelist on any of this. Uh, but, you know, the conference had, had things like saying that there was a Spectacular view of the Copacabana on the pool deck of the rooftop of the hotel. Uh, part of the conference included an excursion to the Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio. Uh, how that helps Wisconsin taxpayers more than debating uh, child care funding, paid leave, workforce challenges, education funding, uh, that I'm not quite sure of. I haven't got a real response uh, from the assembly speaker on that one.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing, if there's no accountability attached to this kind of behavior and he keeps getting elected, like why would they care? Except right. I mean and, and the thing is the point being and why Dan Schaefer writes about things like this is that people need to care. Mm-hmm. And and I don't they just do and they as long as they have their guy in office pushing their agenda, they're more than happy to let him do whatever he wants, right Dan?
6: Yeah, that's the thing, and this is not the first time that Voss has faced scrutiny for his international travel with this group. And a twenty eighteen uh, report from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel showed that Voss received thirteen thousand dollars in travel and perks that year, and when he went on a trip to France with this same group. Uh, so this is, you know, not the first. And, and actually, he was traveling with. Um, a uh, member the former speaker of the Ohio House, Cliff Rosenberger, who was labor investigated for the FBI and then resigned. So, uh, you know, this this, o- this whole organization seems pretty bizarre uh, to begin with. And, and Voss's travel c- continues to mount up. This is not, the, not even the only uh, instance of international travel that he's had uh, with that group this year. He also took a trip to Brussels, belgium uh this summer with that group he also with a group of uh irish american legislators went to ireland so i i'm really curious to find out more about all of this international travel uh that the assembly speaker from burlington wisconsin uh seems to think is very important to this state of wisconsin otherwise why else would he be doing it right
2: yeah no kidding well and dan the other dan if i may (laughs) um Uh, So I know Republicans have a way of kind of uh, getting the hell out of Dodge when things are rough, like we're looking at you, Ted Cruz, when your state was in a deep freeze and (laughs) you went to Mexico. Again, international travel. I don't understand why all these state legislators need to be traveling internationally. Um, But can I ask you a question? So I I read that article today. uh, And then I also read, I think it was something else on your page, about uh, the state Supreme Court uh, ready to rule on the redistricting um are they still floating the idea of impeaching that newly elected state Supreme Court justice?
6: They have backed off from that Thank a God. little bit. Okay. So they they haven't officially said that they're they've dropped the uh the whole impeachment inquiry, but but that is uh that seems to have been you know pushed to the back burner if nothing else. Okay. Uh because it it's you know, the oral arguments for the big redistricting case uh, did happen a week ago today. So that was in front of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. The uh, Law Forward and and a number of the other petitioners uh, who are bringing this case to the Wisconsin Supreme Court, um, you know, argued their case in front of Janet Protasewicz and the rest of the uh, rest of the seven justices on the state Supreme Court. So that that case is going forward. They've kind of dropped the uh, the impeachment threat. Uh, it's still kind of looming a little bit, but uh, but they've they've dropped that I- at least as priority right now mm-hmm. i think they they've recognized the backlash that was immense uh and it didn't really uh, go through with it and i also think that there was not the same you know appetite for that in the the state senate as there was in this in the state assembly rob cost okay. is the one who runs the state assembly you would need uh, a vote in both chambers of the house i don't think the state senate Under their leadership, also Republican leadership, but I just don't think that there was the same interest in pursuing that that path forward as there was with Robin Voss in the
0: assembly.
1: And, uh, and along those lines, uh, there were some. There was a group of women who were singing about how they, how they wanted a new congressional map. And somebody posted about how they. Some political strategist. I actually thought about reaching out to this guy, Dan, and uh, and asking what he meant by what, what do you mean by least like older women, white women, uh, yeah, whatever it was. And so anyway, he said it was his least favorite demographic. And Speaker Voss liked that. Oh, uh, post correct, Dan.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I noted that. Uh, I thought it was, you know, just what a cool sentiment to express and appreciate. Right. Like he's talking about his least favorite demographic of people. And and that group happened to be a group of women who are very passionately singing in the Capitol about uh, about wanting to make real change in the state of Wisconsin through changing our ridiculously gerrymandered maps. And it's just such an absurd way to, to respond to that. And I feel also. like, if you know, if the parties were reversed, this would be... Uh, you know, just like ratchet up the outrage cycle on, on yeah. conservative media, but it's, uh, it doesn't get the same kind of reaction uh, when it's uh, when it's when there's a D next to the name, right?
1: Right. And I will say this: I know you posted about his uh, favorability or likability amongst uh, Wisconsin women. He's at twelve percent, and uh, but here's the thing: but that's without that's in the entire state of Wisconsin. We had a speaker who was right. not very well liked in Illinois, uh, but <clears throat> inside his district, Speaker Madigan, who I mean, basically a lot of candidates, Republican candidates won by using by invoking Speaker Madigan's name, mm-hmm. uh, continue. He won. I mean, he would have continued to win because his district liked what they what he did for their area. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the money he brought in and what he was kind of a force of nature. So I think I, I, I assume that Robin Voss has seen the same way in his district.
6: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he doesn't face a lot of uh, opposition. It's a very, you know, it's Western Racine County is the the part of the state that he represents. It's a very conservative district. You know, it voted like, you know, 20 points in favor of Trump in the last election cycle. So this is it'd be the type of district that would be very difficult for a Democrat to win. Helps when you're drawing the lines of your own district, uh, I suppose, when you can when you can decide where exactly uh, you're going to be running in. But, yeah, there was actually an instance in 2020 uh, when Voss was facing a lot of scrutiny over his response to the pandemic or really lack of response Uh, And there was a a candidate who was, you know, well-known in that community and was considering a run and even announced that he was going to run. But he he announced and then he faced so many threats uh, to him, to himself and his family within weeks of announcing that he he canceled his campaign. Uh, So, Uh you know, Robin Voss is, uh, you know, he, he is able to, you know, stay in that district and stay in power. And now he is the longest serving assembly speaker in the state of Wisconsin's history, but at the same time, his approval ratings have never been worse. Like his, he, You mentioned the 12% favorability among women. It's only 16% favorability statewide, and now those numbers look a little strange because there's a significant amount of the population that are not you know, political dorks like us that follow this day in and day out who just don't have an opinion of Robin Boss because they don't uh, follow the day-to-day news like that. But he's, his net favorability... Is minus twenty, and that is the worst of any politician in the state of Wisconsin right now.
2: How long has he been in uh, office? So
6: I think it's just the the, the scrutiny that he uh, t- tends to skirt a lot of scrutiny, even as you know these scandals and, and crises continue
2: to mount. All right? How long has he been in office? And are there term limits in Wisconsin? I'm not. I don't know.
6: They're not term limits no. in Wisconsin. Okay. He's been uh, repre- he's been a state representative that at the end of his term here, uh, it will be 20 years. Oh,
2: wow. Uh, and like
6: he has been the, the speaker of the, uh, the speaker of the state assembly since 2012.
1: OK, yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. And and again, it's the kind of thing where if the you know, if the trend continues, he can be there for as long as he wants, yeah. unless he's indicted or forced out like ours was. Mm,
2: that's true. <laughs> just
1: saying most
2: of our politicians end up in jail. So yeah. okay, that's fine.
1: <laughs> uh, see, see, we can laugh about uh, about about you know the. Uh...
2: <laughs> you have to laugh, or otherwise you'll cry. <laughs> yeah, so we
1: can laugh about the Brewers uh, giving us their coach when we have the politics that we have as well. I'm just saying, right? Right, Dan. That's okay.
2: That's yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Give me
5: a fun baseball season.
1: I think. I Yeah. I. I don't know. I, I. You know what? I do have to do. I think I've mentioned this before. I've never been to the Brewers Park. Oh, it's really cool. And I don't even <laughs> like sports, but I went once.
3: <laughs> My sister moved to Wisconsin, and she went, and she absolutely it a, it's she, really cool. she said it's amazing. It, right. Yeah. What do
1: you like better, Dan Wrigley? It's, it's a whole experience.
6: I imagine the Brewers-Cubs games this year are going to be something else. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, just
6: with the, with, the, with the ratcheted up rivalry with the council thing and all of that, I imagine it's going to be something else. I thought it would maybe be interesting uh, if any of those games happened to land uh, when either the RNC in Milwaukee or the DNC in Chicago. Ooh. Oh, yeah, uh, we're happening this summer, but not the case. Not the case. Mm. Not 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 gonna. have that
1: opportunity. Oh man! Yeah, that would be that would be a good time to check that out. Uh, Dave, was there anything you wanted to make sure you touched on before before we uh, wind before we wrap up?
6: Uh, we are running a sale right now, a subscription yes. sale at the Recombobulation area. So it's you know we whether you are shopping on black Friday or small business Saturday or whatever tomorrow is, I don't even know, uh, but we're running a week long sale and that, that sale ends tomorrow. And if you want to support, uh, the kind of local independent journalism that we do at the recombobulation Area, you can subscribe for a full year subscription for 30, 30, 30% off. Uh, that's a $35 subscription for a $50 value. Not too bad. And it will cover everything that we produce from now through the, uh, 2024 election, which, uh, I think there's going to be a lot for us to write about in the state of Wisconsin next year. Just a hunch.
1: And I, I really encourage folks to sign up for the recombination area because as we head into 2024, we need to know where we can help, what we can do, what's going on, uh, because this is really – we're in this together. Uh, where Wisconsin goes may be where the whole country goes, folks. So we need to get involved. So I appreciate everything you're doing, Dan. We are
6: the tipping point state. We are the tipping point state. And I, I just was looking at our numbers today. Got a pretty decent number of subscribers from the Chicago area. Hey!
5: From the Illinois, perfect. I yeah.
6: think I have you guys to thank for that a little bit.
1: I hope so. Please, folks, follow Dan on on Twitter. Uh, I'm still going to call it that. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> just don't. S H A F E R, and that way you'll catch up to date on uh, on all things Wisconsin uh, politics and uh, Bucks and Brewers and Packers. All the all the sports too. That's why I love following you, and uh, and I love your enthusiasm for all things Wisconsin. Dan, it's really always a Pleasure to talk to you. We're grateful for you is what I'm saying.
6: Uh, thank you so much, Patty, and always,
1: always great to join the show. Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take a break here. And when we come back, we're gonna, it is Giving Tuesday. So we want to talk to you about a group that is uh, – we want you to learn about Chicago Commons with a mission to empower individuals, families, and communities to overcome poverty. Oh, no. I was just going to take Cindy on. She shouldn't have hung up. Cindy, call back. I was not taking you before <laughs> I went to the break. All right. Call back at 6, Cindy, and tell us about uh, your efforts to get Monaco Brewing Company at Binney's. Uh, we want, I want to hear about Ooh. it. More in a moment on WCPTA 20. Heartland Signal.
7: Hi folks, I'm Kirk Bankstead from the Monaco Brewing Company and I sell progressive beer like Biden beer, which is inoffensive and not bitter an extinct elephant, a moderate ale because you know those moderate Republicans seem to be going the way of the dodo a percentage of the proceeds of each can sold goes to keep Wisconsin blue and drive the MAGA cult out of our state enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back to keep track of the good trouble we're making in Wisconsin and where to buy our beer follow us on Facebook, Instagram and our website monacoabrewingcompany.com and drink responsibly
0: you're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820.
1: It's a full house. This is kind of festive in the studio. Megan Kelly and Dan Schaefer, uh, the hosts of Apolitini on Sunday mornings right here on WCPT. Uh, Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock and at the end of their show uh, they send you home with a cocktail. But I do believe I was listening. I was listening. There wasn't a cocktail. This l- It was like you start with red wine and you end with white wine or something. You I was start with white you. and with red. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's was it. that my show or was that your show And you it was your show that it you was said, mine yeah. 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 yeah i was like wait a minute i feel chipped by a palatini i got one for
2: today I'm, I'm so we'll do it at the you. end yes.
1: <laughs> karina this is how we. this is how our family is here at wcpt yes, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much Kar- karina slaughter i say it with a i don't know if i'm supposed to do it in a spanish okay. accent karina 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 slaughter is a senior vp of education for chicago commons and i want to talk about their organization but i want to know about you first first of all welcome
8: Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you so joining much us. For having me. Absolutely. Where'd you go, my friend? So I grew up in Hazelcrest, Illinois.
1: Okay. Yes. And uh, what's the high school over by there in Hazelcrest? I went to Homer Christian
8: Academy. All right. Mm-hmm. It's a private school. <laughs>
1: Did you play any sports or what was your what was your thing in high school?
8: Yeah. So actually I played basketball and I sang on the praise and worship team.
1: Oh, wonderful. <laughs> the praise and worship team? Mm-hmm. All right. I was just telling a guest yesterday, a woman who's been doing a lot of work on the Negro baseball leagues, mm-hmm. she said she's not a baseball player. She's a basketball player. Um, what was your, because I was terrible. I was terrible. <laughs> was Absolutely terrible. I told the story yesterday. My coach said, Whenever you hit the ball patty, just pass or shoot. For the love of God, whatever you do, please don't dribble. <laughs> so, you know how I was. <laughs> what position did you play?
8: So, I paid a, played a small forward and oh. a power forward. Oh, so, nice. I went to a really small school. Okay. And so, I'm really like more of a runner, but I'm also athletic and so I was really into sports and so it was. My options were volleyball or basketball, and I chose mm. basketball. And that's just kind of so definitely more of a defensive player, but not really so great at shooting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I uh, I also maybe fouled out of a lot of games. I, that was a little aggressive. What you lack in talent, you make up for with aggression. That's true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and a yeah. lot of Ben Gay. I used to wear a lot of Ben Gay to make the other girls uh, tear up because I smelled so bad. <laughs> It's a We're good just trick, stay away yeah. from and you're <laughs> also slippery. That's strategic, right, right there. the <laughs> so, things. So after high school, what 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 did you do next? And
8: so I went to college uh-huh. um, to get my bachelor's at Hampton University, and so I have a bachelor's in marketing. Nice. And then I worked for Corporate America for about five years, and just decided like. It wasn't something I was passionate about, and it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I heard um, someone say that your ideal job should be something that you could get paid for, but you would do for free and I remembered like working and as a summer camp counselor back when I was in high school and the goal was to save money to get a car yes, and same. I had six and seven year olds and it was just a blast and so I just really you know I was like I want to work with children but I need to go back and I would love to you know like, kind of own my own child care center or just even like run child care centers but I need to know like how to do it and so I ended up applying for Erickson Institute and getting my a master's degree in child development with administration specialization and just started as an infant teacher and was selling shoes to try to supplement the income and literally just worked my way up.
1: I love this story so much <laughs> because so often when we go to college and we you know we study what we're gonna study and you go in whether it's corporate America or what you know we go into law, medical, whatever it is that you go into mm-hmm. people think that well I've invested all this time and this education into this. This is just what I am now. And yeah. you take a step back and you're like this isn't fulfilling for me, and what is fulfilling is helping other people yeah. and working with other people. That's wonderful. I really love that. <laughs> How did your family feel when you're like, you know what? I'm not that. That's that thing where I make money. <laughs>
8: yeah, I, I mean, I think you know, there's always nerves around sure. it. They want to make sure that you're okay and that you're thinking clearly. And you know, I've always been a bit of a rebel in terms of just following my gut and you know, just following my heart. And I'm like, if I'm gonna spend nine to ten hours plus a day doing a job then I I need to love it and so it was more about just betting on myself and believing that I could do it and and kind of putting all the other things to the side and going for it and so now they're super proud of me right but I think for a while they were extra nervous like what
3: are you doing
8: um (laughs) so that's fantastic another in Hazelcrest yeah. Excellent. My mom actually she lives in Tinley
1: Park. Yeah. How was Thanksgiving?
8: Yeah, Thanksgiving's good. Yeah. It's good. We we did a little bit of um House hopping. My mother-in-law, she lives close to my mother,
1: so we kind of go from house to house. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Family. So that could be fun. It's also can be it can be stressful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In
8: our cases, it's kind of we got the both best of both dynamics because we have a family that kind of ends things early, and then a family that you uh, know is yeah. a little later. So mm-hmm. by the time we get there, the party's still going.
1: Nice mm-hmm. and festive. It's it's just I I like Thanksgiving personally more than the Russian to Christmas or the whatever holidays. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like Thanksgiving. It's just, it is what it is. You get there, you eat, you mm-hmm. watch movies, you play games, whatever. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So tell us about the work that you do with Common Good. All right, awesome. Chicago
8: Commons, sorry. So at Chicago Commons, we have, um, we're a social services agency, a nonprofit, and essentially we have a high quality early education program, senior services, and we do family centered support and adult education. We've been around for over 130 years, and so mm-hmm. I um, oversee our early education division, and um, we are in 18 different neighborhoods throughout Chicagoland. We service about uh, 1750, so 1,750 children um, annually, but Chicago Commons as a whole, we service about 3,500 individuals, so adult day services, home visiting programs, it really is a tremendous organization that, you know, helps to break uh, systemic barriers and um, just help uh, be a buffer to some of the risk factors that are embedded in communities that are underinvested. And so we're really there to partner with families to partner with with children in achieving like success academically but also economically and in overall like health and well-being mm. that's um,
1: wonderful and how long have you been with Chicago Commons almost five years oh great yeah. what, and was, was it uh, they, were they sort of doing a little bit of uh, searching for someone like you I mean did they put out did you f- follow a, a lead because you were working with kids yeah yeah
8: so I was I was actually um, working with another nonprofit organization organization and there were um, actually someone I used to work with who I used to supervise wanted me to be their new supervisor
3: what
1: and well, <laughs> okay I mean there's so many layers of wonderfulness here I'm sorry glad I asked that question because it'd just be like and now you work here but sometimes I just want to know how that happened mm-hmm. that's one of my I mean to say I want you to also be my boss somewhere else yeah. is like that's a really big letter of recommendation right there yeah and I think more people who are hired as bosses should get those letters don't you think yeah. you should go and ask like people who worked at, you know in Roles that mm-hmm. were supervised mm-hmm. by someone. So how were they as a boss? Everyone should do that. Okay, well, yeah. congratulations on being a great boss. Yeah, that's when you know you're good at your job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's tremendous. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you mentioned uh, throughout the Chicago land area, 3,500 mm-hmm. uh, people are served. Is it mm-hmm. kids yes. or or all the there clients? There are.
8: So we start as young as well. We have prenatal moms. Uh, our center based programs primarily service children six weeks. Um, to five years of age. We have school-age programming, so we service these kiddos that are in school. And um, we have senior services, so we have an adult day service program, right. and we do home visiting. So we literally start from your youngest you know, being to, you know, your your older being. And so that is you know, our model to help families thrive across the generations. So when you enroll in our program for your children, we're not only are asking about your educational goals for your child, but also what are your dreams as a parent? And I think that that's important because a lot of times as a parent, you lose sight of what your goals and dreams are. Because you want everything for your your kiddos, and here at Commons, we're letting you know that you can have it all. You can have you know the dreams for your children, but also we're here to support the dreams that you have for yourself.
1: What wow. magical or- organization have I just come across? I that, know, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, I, and I and I say that, and I know that it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. it's a lot of strategy. It's long hours. It's mm-hmm. uh, people putting in the time and understanding uh, to meet people where they are. Yeah, right. So. And,
8: we're definitely there too i mean they're we're embracing where families are and meeting them exactly where they are and so whether that's budgeting whether that's you want to look for another job you want to go back to school i know we have success stories that are out on social media now with a, a yvette who was a grandparent who enrolled her grandchildren in our program and then went through our pathways Program and then became an assistant teacher and so not only did she have a safe place for her grandchildren to go But she also was able to meet her goals.
1: Um, And so that's what we do. That's fantastic And is it a collaboration with uh, like philanthropic organizations? Is it uh, community-based as far as like, you know, do you have state funding? uh, funding from donations I know helps as yes. well how can how can Definitely. we help and where, where does a lot of this funding come from because so it's Giving Tuesday yeah yes. so yes. for
8: Giving Tuesday any donation helps no matter how big how small like we can put it to good use um, we do have some state funding and federal funding but our resources are limited and yeah. a lot of the times the The donations that we get from corporations or just, you know, private donors. It allows us to be able to do some of the aspirational things that we want to do in supporting our children and families. And so, yeah.
1: That's fantastic. I, so uh, when, um, when we talk about giving uh, Giving Tuesday folks, uh, know that there are different ways to donate. So what, mm-hmm. uh, what can, uh, where can folks go to make that donation?
8: Yes. So individuals should go to ChicagoCommons.org.
1: I'm going to the website right now.
8: To do you, donate. you take Venmo or
1: Zell? What do you take? Yes, <laughs> will you will take Venmo? Him.
8: Excellent. <laughs> Venmo like walking yeah. so We go to the <laughs> Facebook page. Um, we have Instagram and also our LinkedIn page. Those are ways that you can find us at ChicagoCommons.
1: I'm going to do that right now. I yeah. love this so much. Uh you know, so when you, you because um, you know people think of organizations like yours uh, and they they don't understand the ripple effect it has through the community. The people that you serve also serves the people on that block. Yes, right. When when you are able to fortify one family, one individual, it, it spreads to uh, you know whether they're at the grocery store or at church. I mean, yeah. th- if, if someone's uplifted, it uplifts other people. Yes. I don't think people understand that.
8: Yes, their their stories are truly powerful and they're changing the. News narrative of where not only, you know, their children go but where they go and then they go and tell others in the community and they get to experience, you know, the same opportunities and so it really is impactful in terms of changing the trajectory of what happens in the communities that we serve and empowering individuals to succeed at their rate and at their own pace. And so we're just a vessel working parallel with individuals, you know, in helping them tap into their goals.
1: In your 5 years because you mentioned that uh, you know we see communities that are disinvested in right mm-hmm. that we see where there are gaps. What have you seen that has been successful in the five years to sort of you know shore that up or fill those gaps?
8: I think just making sure that we are, um, leveling the playing field and closing the achievement gap and providing equal opportunity within underinvested communities. Yeah. And that, you know, we're changing the narrative around what people desire in underinvested communities because they desire the same things that, you know, um, Individuals that exist in maybe like more affluent neighborhoods want and sometimes that's a common misconception that maybe people don't and so you know the investments that we put in. Um, really help support, like, structures, right, and and set the foundation for future success.
1: I love that. I love all that. Um, Because I I was just, I don't know if you saw any of the committee hearings on gun violence. They were, Mm -hmm. there was a professor who said that, because they were using Chicago as the example of, like, why is Chicago an open shooting range? And she was like, well, actually, if we put our resources into communities, if we green up empty lots, if we uh, have after school programs, we find that those uh, situations are diminished. And it's like, I'm so tired of being the punching bag when yeah. there are organizations doing the heavy lifting yeah. and, and, you know, without a lot of the support that's necessary for this.
2: Right, And if you have economic opportunities for individual, they don't choose to go to crime and things of that sort, Correct. right? If there's a, you know, like, right. like when businesses close down in various communities, the economic opportunity decreases. Mm-hmm. Um, But you were, so I have a question. So I I was looking at your website. Um, Are you guys getting involved? Uh, Clearly, we have a lot of refugees that are entering the Chicago area lately. Mm -hmm. Um, Is your programming um, focusing towards any of those folks right now? So
8: we um, do support the migrant families that are coming in. We have enrolled a number of students. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, are coming from, you know, making transitions. And that's something that Chicago Commons has always just in, embedded in, in how we got started. Awesome. Right? Right. As one of the first settlement houses for, for wow. families. And so it is true to our core and not something that we are um, hopping on the bandwagon with. Right. But it is something that is essential to who we are in supporting all families.
1: I, that's important because uh, it is a lot of the nonprofits that are picking up and I'm not going to get too sucked into the politics <laughs> of all of this, uh, but it is it is hard work. I mean, there there are groups that are available 24 seven for whether it's arrivals of uh, you know people coming in from, you know, from. A bus from okay, I'm not gonna get into yeah, the politics. It? <laughs> um, but what, what what can people do to to volunteer as well? What kind of opportunities are there, or for you know other other ways to get involved? So we
8: love volunteers. Again, ChicagoCommons.org will give you all the information you need, or our Facebook page, Instagram. I mean, volunteers are really they help us, you know, make the dream happen, right? Like whether they're handing out backpacks to our kiddos or helping to you know wrap gifts or give them to our kiddos for the holidays. I mean. Volunteers really uh, foster a sense of community in our work, and they are welcome at any time. So I'm trying to
1: figure out how to donate right now. I'm just sorry, that's why I'm
3: looking at it. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm get, I, have it, I have deal. it up over here too. No, it's I'm like why am I? I should be talking to my guests. I'm like, <laughs> how can I give you
1: money? I want to help you. <laughs> Take my money because you're helping so many people. I mean, yeah. this is a, it's, what what is it? You mentioned that uh, Chicago Commons uh, started as a settlement. Do you know a little mm-hmm. bit? About, can you tell us a little about that origin story? Because uh, I. Because Because I think of Chicago, there's so many different organizations that started in communities where they saw Mm -hmm. the need, whether it was, you know, Hull House and places like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know Kids Above All was originally uh, child serve. Uh, Mm -hmm. So groups like that. Do you know a little bit about like what was the genesis for this? That's all right. You know that I'm gonna take a look. History lesson. I I know I love all these, uh, but but the point being that like I was I just learned the the history of like United Way, like in Mm -hmm. Colorado. These uh, these these community uh, leaders were like, you know what? We should band together and help each other out. I just love those origin stories. I didn't mean to put you on the spot on that. No, no,
8: it's okay. I mean I do know like the origin (laughs) in terms of you know one of the first settlement houses and then Mm -hmm. one of the first you know kindergartens that you know were on the near north side of Chicago, and then. And also, you know, our Reggio Emilia philosophy and how, you know, Chicago Commons was one of the, the main agencies to really embrace that Reggio Emilia approach. And we still I'm not
1: familiar at, with the Reggio Emilio.
8: Yeah, so the Reggio Emilio approach is definitely our marketing niche, and it really is a philosophy that follows the the child's directive and the image of the child as being capable and, you know, being a co-creator of their own world. And we use the environment as the third teacher. And so that when we, you know, when we welcome our families, you know, and we have studios, art studios within our programs, and so children are able to explore with clay and with, you know, traditional tools like a regular hammer and nails and things of that nature. And so I know that um, that is something that is, you know, central to how rich our environments are and what sets us apart from some of the other you know, child care providers
1: in the area. How does somebody apply for services? Like, is there a certain threshold they have to meet financially, or how do they get involved that way?
8: So the the best way to get involved um, for any of our programs is to go to the website, and, you know, we will respond to all inquiries. There are some income-based, you know, like right, restrictions sure. for some of our programs, but not all of them. And so that's the best way. We can we can lead and guide based on um you know, what the individual needs are for the family.
1: And you mentioned, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about um, senior services, oh, yeah. and, uh, and you talked about a day program, because there's so much loneliness yeah. uh, that, uh, that's prevalent in our mm-hmm. aging community, and we are all getting older. I mean, I want to learn. I, I I'm just, I'm heading in. Speak for you know, yourself, Penny. I have, I have more behind me than I had ahead of me, unless unless something changes in the next. I mean, I'm 52. I'm just yeah. saying. Um, but I mean, not that I can't live to be 104, but it's going to be a, mm-hmm. a long haul. Um, but, but I mean, so tell us a bit about the day programs because that's so valuable and so needed in yeah. our communities.
8: So our adult day services program is located in like the Bronzeville High Park area uh-huh. on 50th Street, and so you know they will go and. Pick up seniors and bring them to the facility, and they're able to enjoy, you know, playing games, connecting with other individuals, you know, learning about health. There's just there are very rich activities that are available for the seniors to participate in throughout the day. Um, so it's a very very solid program for for older adults.
1: I'm in love. I'm in love with Chicago Commons. Here. Everyone, everyone should go to Chicago Commons. <laughs> it's <laughs> Giving Tuesday, and we encourage you to. Uh, if you if, and again, if it's not financial, if it, and as as uh, Karina said i no, think no donation is too small also volunteering is a great thing mm-hmm. if to stay connected with people as well yes you know and not just at the holiday season folks yeah I, right i didn't mean to yell at you guys yeah. that was i was say, we i think don't no. <laughs> but i think it's especially in
2: a uh, I, I always say post covid world but yeah. covid is still a thing mm-hmm. um especially seniors they've been extremely isolated yeah. and yeah. so it's it's critical to have those types of programs that just give you that stimulation or social interaction. Yeah. Because otherwise you just others. you just sit at home for a hope of not getting sick, but like you need Maybe, to be yeah. able to actually get back out and interact with folks and it's not just yeah. Yeah. So I'm I think on, that's awesome.
3: I'm on the website now and I'm looking in for adult day services. It's uh also offers nutritious meals oh yeah that's amazing that had to be a lot of work too during the pandemic Uh, did you guys i mean
1: have you uh incorporated some of the things that you learned because so many organizations like yours have incorporated you know whether it's just having a zoom meeting cuts down on like travel time right
8: yeah i mean there, there were a lot of changes that we had to to make and i think a lot of um kind of uh, support that we had to provide around individuals who maybe were afraid to return to yeah. services. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the, yeah. the messaging around the pandemic really made individuals nervous to come out and to connect. And so mm-hmm. we really had to, you know, do some um, shifting in our marketing and in our approach to get individuals comfortable coming back to our services. And then let's not forget, we also have home visiting. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we'll go to the homes. Of oh, wow. our seniors and sit with them and you know do like duties and you know just are that buddy for them yeah for those who are you know not in our adult day services right.
2: do you so partner basically. with uh, cause talking about like partnering with other philanthropic uh, organizations um, like with like the center on Halstead they have their sage program for mm-hmm. LGBT seniors and things of that sort I don't know where their reach is compared to where your guys's territory overlaps or not but
8: yeah I'm not I'm not sure if we have a direct partnership okay. with I know it's not Sounds
7: like your area. But yeah, a, yeah, yeah. No, but, it's yeah. Okay. okay.
8: But I think, you know, what we do is we're looking to, you know, secure partnerships in, like, all of the communities that yeah. we serve. And so we are, you know, definitely connected to, you know, the local businesses that, you know, are around and yeah. making sure that, you know, we're... Um, plugged in to services Outstanding.
1: I'm excited for this collaboration because I know you have a gala coming up in May, and I want to check in with you way before then. I yeah. love a good ga- I I love a gala. a yeah. 130 years. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big 130 coming up mm-hmm. on May 10th. We've been hanging out with Karina Slaughter. Uh, correct? I, I, I didn't even look. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like guessing at names, and that's terrible. <laughs> no, you me. got it. No, it I'm very excited, and I, I could have just like slid past it and not even acknowledged yeah, it. I wasn't right. sure. Uh, Karina Slaughter, I want, I'm just so, so grateful to know you and to meet you mm-hmm. and to learn more about Chicago Commons, uh, go to Chicago, chicagocommons.org mm-hmm. and support them. Find out how you can get involved and I look forward to seeing you very soon. Thank you. Thank Have you a great holiday me. season. Thank <laughs> you. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Apolitini, Megan Kelly, and Dan Schaefer. More after this on WCPT.
0: Driving it home. Politicians getting caught grabbing ass says she's driving it home with Patty basket
1: and we want to say hi to our friends uh, I mean I'm saying hello to everybody it's, I also want to welcome our friends in Minneapolis St. Paul KT at F950 AM and uh, we're getting a new time slot there and I'm very excited about that we're moving up to 9 o'clock I hope I'm not bumping any like,
2: well that's what Megan was looking at the comments know, and said it, that she thought that somebody said uh, that someone's getting another hour but it might just be the new time yeah no, no, because yeah, yeah. Ghost
1: Box I, I think Ghost Box is on I, so it's like a paranormal show that I've been uh, on before and I really enjoy it uh, so huh? I hope they're all good Okay, I hope you're not <laughs> booting them. I, I was on uh, – I am – okay. Uh, full disclosure. Uh, for the first time, I think, ever, I, I really like the Halloween season, mm-hmm. and I don't decorate the way I would like to. Yes, I saw your place. Uh-huh. Um, I don't decorate the way I would like to because um, my husband does not want to live on the block to terrify small children. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, so, in the absence of having gone whole hog for Halloween, I can't let like, go of horror movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we watched Black Christmas last night. Have you ever seen... We were watching the scary... The we're, original or the remake? The original, 1974 oh, yeah. with one. Margot yeah. Kidder. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh. i never yeah. seen it.
3: So, it, I... It's good. It's so good.
2: I watched. I think I watched the it two disappointment
3: days. disappointment in his face. You just I watched at it two me.
2: days ago. It's, actually, yeah.
3: <laughs> so you. <laughs> and then I watched the remake
2: me. afterwards. Just to compare what, the what two. Do you think?
3: What
1: do
2: you think of oh, the, the remake? The original always the better sure. one. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's funny because in, I was telling Steve. In some ways, I I like the the it's it's a slasher movie mm-hmm. and it's not unlike Halloween. I don't think. I mean, it's got that same Hmm. sort of—it's got a little bit of the same, you know, uh, slow-moving killer kind of a thing going on. Anyway, it's your traditional (laughs) holiday fair. So now we have gone on this rabbit hole of, like, what other, like, Christmas uh, horror
3: movies are there so we're going to look at Krampus next I think is, Krampus is good too is yeah. it Krampus mm-hmm. good do yeah. you have any other so, well uh, I just find it funny on Sunday when after our show when we went back to your house you're like let's watch Christmas movies and I was like okay let's watch The Grinch and he was like I was thinking like Michael Myers and I was like
2: what it's always, <laughs> Michael, it's always what's a Michael, Michael Myers well Halloween, well, well, Halloween, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: every scary movie is a Christmas also, movie a, to Dan
2: <laughs> there's a uh, new one that came out this year it was called Thanksgiving and it's a Thanksgiving horror movie slasher movie hey I in, do want
3: to see that it was in
2: theaters I think so I don't know if so it if it's not. not streaming yet, I can't see it because oh.
1: I can't go see this. But I, um, what was I going to say? There was, oh, we did watch the, um, uh, Gosh darn it! Uh, Silent Night. It's a it's an it's a it's not a slasher movie or horror movie. It's it is like Santa's real, um, and he's like a Viking. Who's, oh yes, yeah. Uh, the the, guy, uh, it,
2: uh, the the mom from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Is Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. yeah. It's so funny because for a minute I, c- I couldn't decide if it was Melanie Griffith, like a hard <laughs> Melanie Griffith, or Beverly a really good Beverly mm-hmm. D'Angelo. Like, does that make sense? That's terrible.
2: No, it's
1: fine.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's
1: all right. I'm just laughing. <laughs> it reminds me of my favorite Rita Rudner joke where she was like, um, she, I plan to have facelifts. I plan to. I, I don't plan to grow old, old gracefully. I plan to have facelifts until my ears meet and I can answer the telephone there on the top do. of my head.
3: There it is. <laughs> I love that.
2: We call her Cher at that point because she's yeah. mostly plastic. That's <laughs> <laughs> that? And uh,
3: she looks fantastic. She always
2: does. Yeah.
1: Now I didn't. I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday. My uh, there is a non-horror uh, Thanksgiving movie that I absolutely love, and it is the best Thanksgiving movie. It is. Uh, it's Home for the Holidays. <gasps> yes. Directed yeah. by Jodie Foster. Yes. Starring uh, Holly Hunter. Robert Downey
2: Jr. It's got uh, the dad from um, when a stranger, or not the the police officer from When a Stranger Calls, the oh, original When a Charles Stranger Durning
3: Calls. was in that? He's an, right, He's then. the dad. It is so good. I was going to say you take it right back to like the scariness. I do. <laughs> I know. That movie, like, When a Stranger Calls, gets me all the
1: time. <laughs> it is. It's absolutely a beautiful movie. And Geraldine Chap- uh, Chaplin, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Chaplin's daughter or granddaughter. I I gotta say daughter. I would think, I would think. I would daughter. think daughter. I would yeah. think daughter it's too. That's a really good one. Depending on which teenager he was with at the yeah, time. It's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Cindy <laughs> is calling about Monaco. Hey, Cindy, what's, what's going on with uh, with Monaco beer? Are you trying to pick some up? Uh, hi. Hi, Patty. Can you hear me
4: okay? Yes, I can. Hello? Yes. Okay. All um, right. I just wanted to find out. I went to Denny's because I buy a lot of wine at Denny's, and it's a big liquor conglomerate, and I asked them uh, if they were ordering from anything from Monaco Brewing Company, and at first they played dumb, and he said, no, we don't carry that, and I said, well, can you find out, you know, talk to whoever does the ordering, so he made a phone call, and then the guy came back, and he said, well, we're not going to be ordering from them, oh. and I said, can you give me a reason why? I said, because they have AOP or AOC IPA and Bernie Brew and Pro Choice." hard seltzer, and I would like to purchase that in your store. And he said, well, they said we're not going to order from them. Oh, boy. (laughs) So then I sent them an email, which they ignored, and then I also called their corporate office and left a message, which they also ignored. So then I got in touch with Monaco Brewing Company. And they said, well, we can't give you too many details, but Vinny's was one of the OGs, which I mean, I guess he means original guys. Yes. That boycotted our brewing company.
1: Oh, oh interesting. So
4: yeah. that, that upsets me because Benny's, a lot of people shop at Benny's, and that pissed me off. Yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> Because that makes me think that Benny's is not supportive of women and progressive
2: Cindy, people. which Benny's, if you don't mind me asking? It,
1: well, I think it's, it's, it's a I was corporate was
4: The Benny's Bin, the the
2: and Joliet. Oh, okay. I was going to say because it was six corners. Okay. I'm going to march right in there and talk to the manager because i going to get all my money I back. I'm, I'm on a first name basis with him because I go there all the time.
1: <laughs> like I know the local people. Okay. I yeah, do. You get well from yeah. what from what I under, was, go ahead, Cindy. I was just going to say yeah, it's the one by Louis
4: Joliet Mall. That's right.
1: I left you. Uh, my sense is from the exchanges I've had in the last year or so is that uh, Binnie's had blackballed uh, Monaco Brewing Company early on. Mm. Uh, I don't know. If, my sense is that they're a little right-leaning. But they're welcome to prove me wrong by sponsoring this show if they would like You're to.
2: Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and a Palatini also. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> prove it. Prove yeah. oh. it.
1: And that, that's
4: what, I, you know, I have a friend who's a very uh, progressive activist. She does a lot of work with Ken Miabile which has been on your, uh, he's been on your show or he's been on WCPT, sometimes on the weekends. Um, and so I, I said, we should get a, a boycott going. We should start standing outside Vinny's with some signs oh. and letting people know this. What?
1: I uh, yeah I I, I can't I, I cannot encourage nor discourage I don't yeah, I don't know where I right, am yeah. on the, mm-hmm. I don't know what my what my responsibilities here <laughs> as far as leading the charge of, of boycotting we don't want anything January sixth um, right do on we you hands. know I'll, I, I do want to do this because you're so passionate about uh, getting Minocqua Brewing Company into uh, Binnie's and other popular places and we're grateful for that I would like to give you a gift card from one of our sponsors may I send we're gonna send one out to you will you hold on the line we've got. So uh, I'm not sure which one it's going to be, but it'll, it'll be possibly Gindo's, Spice of Life, Brown Sugar Bakery, Crave Brothers, Farmstead Cheese, Sam's F- Famous Salsa, Timeless Toys, Rollicking Buckaroo B- Pepper Jam and Seasonings, Hungry Monkey Baking Company, Uve Kitchen and Wine Bar, Boot. Oh tights. my god! It's going to be one of those, um, oh, right. and those are all those are all people who are proud to be a part of driving yeah. at home on WCPT.
4: Yeah, and I. I vote with my wallet, so I I told Vinny's in an email I won't be shopping there anymore, and I've already spread the word to my friends. And then also, I don't know if you know the Facebook group called Red Wine and and Sweep. Oh, no! Uh, it's a Facebook group. It's um, it's a bunch of women who are progressive, and there's a division in each state now. It's, yeah, red. Red wine, no, maybe it's red wine and blue. No, it is. is. like that.
2: I'm actually a part of that Facebook group. Are
4: you really? With, <laughs> so when you red, said it's oh, a bunch okay, of blue? women,
2: I was like, it's a bunch of women and one gay man.
0: So
4: that's <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so there's, there's men, too. But I posted on there. I'm like, I don't know if you guys know this, but we need to do something about
1: it. I love it. I just, I'm joining uh, the group right now, by the way. <laughs> I, like, I want to okay. be, be a part of red, wine, and blue. Thank you. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, I love love that. Cindy, I really appreciate this phone call. And, you know, we have uh, pinned to the top of my page on the Patty Vasquez show page, there's locations where you can pick up uh, Monaco Brewing Company products in the Chicagoland area.
4: Yeah, I drove out to Lombard, and I got it at the Famous Liquors. They only carry the choice hard seltzer, though. They don't carry the beer.
1: Gotcha. It is good good seltzer. Oh.
4: Yeah, it it is, but I I was angry, so I spend a lot of money at Binnie's, and I'm not going to spend my money there
1: anymore. I'll be honest with you. I've shopped at Binnie's maybe three times in my life. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, like I, I, got, a I got my I, neighborhood maybe joints. Five. Mm-hmm. I got I, I got the guys who know me when I come <laughs> in for my i Do oh, I'm just saying. Okay. All right, Okay. that's fine. <laughs> my guys down here. I, mm-hmm. My foremost. I like it's just it's it's, it's, a, it's just the right amount of fluorescent lighting for yeah. me. Yeah, true.
2: That's good. Yeah. <laughs> to
1: just feel bad about my choices. <laughs>
2: And then you can go next door and get a pizza too, right? You know, it's a
1: great place. Is Doty's Liquors yeah. is great. There's a lot of great places. Oh my yeah. god, uh, uh, there's just tons of great places. So yeah, I, I Benny's, is too much for me.
3: Okay.
1: I'm like I don't need this much. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I you know. Yeah, so at any true. rate, so yeah. yeah. Right. I, I like Benny's because I like
4: Chardonnay, but I can't drink oaked Chardonnay. Okay. I have to have a steel barrel fermented. Huh? And Benny's labels their Chardonnay if it's unoaked or oak. So it's easy for me to go in there and just grab some bottles of unoaked Chardonnay. But I'm going to have to up my game now and start doing more research because I'm going to shop
1: somewhere else. I'm, now I'm Googling whether or not my Chardonnay is in a steel drum. Yeah. You said, is it you said steel drum?
2: Steel drum, yeah, because I can't do oaked either. It has to be unoaked.
1: What are some of the yeah. ones that... Uh... yeah.
2: All right. But butter is a pretty good one.
1: I just t- I just typed in butter. Is my that's my Chardonnay? Oh, All right, I, get out of my head! Get out of my get head! Get out, yes. out of my
5: <laughs> 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 Sorry.
1: Oh my God! Oh, Cindy, uh, that's so. Cindy, so- I do
2: like the fact that you yeah. said that you vote with your wallet, though, because that's totally true. And I think that we do mm-hmm. need do. to make a, a conscious effort to support businesses that support our causes that we believe in. Yeah. Um, to, I uh, do, and I, I let I companies know
4: why I won't be shopping with them. I, I let I let companies know why I won't shop yeah,
1: there. Yeah, so. right. and, that's, that's, and do you ever yeah. hear back from them and saying, you know, has, has anybody ever been like, you know what, you make a good point, or is it just they ignore you or they're terse with you? Have we gotten any good responses? Apparently, Benny has um, they, no,
4: they usually ignore me. Hmm. But see, that's the thing. They ignore
1: me. That's the thing. I think you're right about letting people know. I think the more you know, that's where it has to hurt is right. to is let other people know in addition to the, to the company. Yep. Right. Because I know you know with smaller. Right. With, the thing is, like, it's it, more so with bigger corporations, folks. When it comes to a small neighborhood business, tr- you know, try to just settle resolve that one on one with the, with the business yeah. rather than blasting them right. online. That makes right. me crazy right. when people yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah.
4: Right. Well, I I did call Binnie's and I left a message and I did send them an email. So and both of those were ignored. So <laughs> I did try and reach out to them first for an explanation, and uh, they didn't give it to me. So that's when I contacted Mana- Manaqua, and they they told me that Binnie's had boycotted them.
1: Yep. That's my that was my understanding. You know, what you should do is when you, if you go yeah. into Doty's in Elmhurst, say hi to Faye for us because uh, Faye's been on the show, and uh, grew we'll up point with you the Oh my god! Yes, am I saying it right? Okay. doties doties yeah. Doties, Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Small they once brought okay. me. They once brought okay. me a hockey stick filled with vodka, and I will love them forever. Oh, it oh, was, was so cool. <laughs> 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 I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cindy, hold on That's the line. Funny. We're gonna set you up with a gift card from one of our wonderful small business sponsors. Okay. Oh, Okay. Yeah. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. Thank you. And visit our, and like our Facebook page, like the Patty Vasquez Show page, and you can stay up to date on all of our distribution news because I think we have something new developing uh, currently. Okay, for Managua. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Take care. Sounds good. Have a good evening, Cindy. Thank, Thank you for calling back. I'm so glad you did. Okay. And and it All was, right. and it was bye better bye. than trying to shoehorn you there in the middle of the yeah. of the show. Take care. Stand by. Okay. Uh, thank you. Oh, that's so that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, and by the way Biddies, you're well more like I said you're more than welcome to win me over. Yeah. I, just-
3: I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing over here because when you said uh, you leading the charge, and I was like, we're right behind you, but then I was thinking, Dan, you go to Benny's all the time, and I was like, we might have to stop in there and get some boots and then then join <laughs> okay. in on the you charge. Can't, you can't cross
2: the picket line. You oh, got you know you me, can't. Union yeah. family, we we'll don't We'll go to the Jewel down the for, street, you know, and then we'll like, do that, yeah, right. Is,
1: is Benny's Union?
2: No, I don't. I don't. Just for no, boycotting, if we're picking, you can't yeah, yeah. Can can you go yeah. buy the booze from them and then go boycott them. You gotta go. <laughs> no. to, you gotta go to yeah. Jewel. You're, gonna
1: have, you you're get... gonna have to find a new place. <laughs> I got a place right over here. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop That's at right. Foremost. Right have... at Foremost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I told you, it's got just enough fluorescent lighting <laughs> <laughs> for me to go. Oh, I still have a mustache when I look in the cooler <laughs> windows. I should probably take care of that. Let me. Let me take a break. Sometimes it gets away from me. I've been face
3: planning. Have you noticed Like those little blades. Once I. Oh, I go get waxed. Do you get waxed?
1: Have you ever? Threading.
3: Yes, That's it so feels mean. like machetes it's, across my face. Like, I cannot. I can handle a lot of pain but when it comes like, to threading. They're like machines no. when
2: they do that, though. And it's just like.
3: Oh, they're amazing. It's just, yeah. But it is it is not a good feeling. Yeah. No,
1: not mm-hmm. at all. Let me uh, take a break here. Uh, we have uh, coming up in a little bit. Oh, I should probably promote this. <laughs> yeah, there <that> would be. <laughs> and he's asking for m- information uh, right now, actually. Uh, Sergeant, we're going to talk to a U.S. Capitol Police Sergeant, uh, Aquino. Gonell is coming up at 6:30. He has a book coming out uh, and then you guys should know about this because he's written about his experience of, of uh, January 6th and we want to know more about that when we come back on
0: You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Basket on WCPT 820.
1: Both, uh, dance shape. Uh, Dan Schaefer and I are receiving texts from our homes, I believe. Is uh, Jim, is he listening at home or is he traveling?
2: Uh, no, Jim is at home. He says that we are doing a great job. Oh, So lovely. thanks, honey. Appreciate it. Uh,
1: my husband texted me and said uh, the Halloween movie with uh, B- Beverly D'Angelo is Violent Night. Oh, silent. Violent Night. Oh, okay. uh, it's, it's, it, it, it is a... Uh, you know, okay. sometimes there are movies where the the kills and this is if, if you're not a fan of violent films I get that uh, it, this is one where they're so absurd you can't help but like oh my god yeah, Right? so crazy yeah. <laughs>
5: with,
1: the, the, with the nail sticking up the, in the ladder up to the attic and the little girls got in the bowling balls and I just
3: yeah. oh my god uh-huh. I, I, I'm sorry all right, now I have sometimes to watch sometimes you this. run
2: out of ideas with a lot of these things too so you gotta <laughs> I, just we well, yeah.
3: both creative. fell asleep in you the uh, I
2: mean Macaulay Culkin thought of them all at first, but then.
1: Well, know. she pays homage to him in the movie. Yeah. She's basically, the movie starts with her saying she watched uh, Home Alone the night before and like is doing impressions oh. of, of him. It had some interesting twists, actually. I kind of, I kind of yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I,
2: I didn't hate it. I mean, even a terrible Christmas horror movie is still good. We saw The Exorcist. Oh yeah, yeah, was yeah, not, yeah. The Exorcist. That's not,
3: <laughs> we saw the new. <laughs> that's we saw exactly the, a, a, a Christmas a holiday yes. favorite. <laughs> yeah, we saw the new, the new Exorcist and. We both fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> went well, in the we middle. went to
2: the Norwich Theater. We were both exhausted. and so then we No, we like-
3: did not go to the Norwich. We went to the uncomfortable one that I told you. We will oh. never go to another movie that does not recline. <laughs> the
2: Skokie, the Skokie one. Yes, yeah. Skokie,
3: step
1: yeah. it up, right. step it up. There's a question for you. Wait, who said they can't drink a uh, Oaky Chardonnay? Right, Megan? Me. Oh yeah, both well, of you. Both yeah. both yeah. Okay, so here, question. Hey everybody, just I'm just curious about that oat Chardonnay. What negative reactions do you have when you drink it? I like buttery Chardonnay. What's the difference between that and oat? Enjoying the conversation.
2: Okay. I just don't like the taste of Oat Chardonnay. Of a taste? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Well, Jim and I were in Sonoma one time. And we were doing a wine tour and we were tasting and I was like, I'll try the Chardonnay. And it was so good because it was unoaked. And I was like, I will take a case of this. And he's like, it's $75 a bottle. I was like, I will take one bottle of this.
3: <laughs> and we'll take one sip. Se- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Call <laughs> it a day. We, we once had a taste test for me on the air. And it was, uh, I used to have a wine guy. And he would, he came in and he gave me $400 champagne and then like $15 Brut or something. I no. picked the 15 ice I thousand percent <laughs> without knowing what they were. That's
2: perfectly fine. Also, Cooper's Hawk <laughs> is really good, too. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm good not, with
3: it. Like, I'm a... Beer and whiskey, girl. So when it comes to like all of the fancy wines and like all that, when you talk about, it, I'm like, oh, I don't you know. know I, mean? I don't even know. Like, whatever. I I liked pink moscato. Like, that's, that's what I drink. That's gross. <laughs> I know.
2: Public service announcement. There's a, there's a
3: wine I think
1: called Freak Show, which has my favorite label on it. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, and that's a like, good it's one. like an $18, $19 bottle. It's a yeah, little, yeah. little bit more that's than a I red like one, the right? yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I that, like the oh, Snoop, yeah. dog yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Snoop> Dogg is- <laughs> Who, by the way, Snoop says he will no longer be smoking anymore. Did you see that? I saw that. Oh, it
3: turned out it was just um, a Thanksgiving Fool's Day. No, it was he was doing that to get everyone's attention, and then he released a video that he is like the rep for a smokeless bonfire type thing. Oh, So it was just like a He's like, oh, definitely so his smoking. bonfires aren't smoking. I see. Yes. I see.
1: But Martha Smokless. Stewart
2: has a Chardonnay that I've tried, and it's not terrible. All right. Because her and Snoop Dogg are best friends. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. Yeah.
1: It never had that in
2: my wildest dreams. I mean, no, yeah. but you are not You friends with anybody. That's well, one, I, yeah.
1: well, exactly. So you're I'm...
2: friends with us. You're like, oh, these two people. <laughs> never
1: had that in your wildest dreams, did you? <laughs> I, uh, I do. I, when I saw, he said he wasn't going to smoke anymore, and I was waiting for like the, but i do like an edible. I was, I thought it was going to be like an edible thing. But yeah, no,
3: no. Nope. It was no. literally just no. for a smokeless fire pit.
1: <laughs> there was, I shouldn't, I don't know if I. Should, so there was a big sale at a neighborhood cannabis mm. uh, at the uh, cannabis on milwaukee avenue and they had a line it was a day before thanksgiving they had 30 percent off everything in their oh, store oof. can you imagine and like that line was, i was like these are people who are prepping for the
3: holidays yeah i was are. gonna say
2: thanksgiving dinner it's like i don't know you I mean, i'm i'm getting cases wine not from benny's anymore apparently unless you want to sponsor one of our yes. shows we're open, we're
3: open put your money where your yeah.
2: mouth is To yeah. okay. uh, d- go there and chat with the manager we're like what's going on dude Let's talk. I don't know
3: if I'll yeah. have enough pull across yeah. like the whole Benny's chain.
2: I'll have him pull up my account and be like, "Oh,
3: <laughs> yeah." I was gonna say once <laughs> they, they actually look, what
2: like, "Oh, actually, all right, I think we can make something work."
1: That's <laughs> when you say, "Look
3: how much I've donated to you."
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, but now I have to put out sample. T- we'll do a tasting at the end of the show for you. Well, I've got a Evers Ale and a Choice Kolsch, I think you I get love the Evers Ale. And, so and uh, an uh, Al. how
2: much to yeah. the other Dan chafer from Wisconsin? Exactly. That's yeah.
1: perfect. That's exactly what I was thinking because I gave our guests the hmm. AOC IPA the Kamala stout and uh, the burning brew. So that's what they got. I I know exactly what I give people. I was like matching people to their drinks. I gave
2: Beaver's is fighting the good fight up there uh, to, you know, it's an uphill battle. Oh
1: yeah. I, and yet he's holding, and he, he's doing it masterfully.
2: So it's Gretchen Whitmer. She's fighting.
1: Yeah. Although she's
2: actually doing, she's doing a really good job, especially they just, uh, she just signed in law, uh, a new abortion rights bill, I think.
3: Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't hear her name without thinking. During COVID, when we were doing Palatini, when we were drinking and doing it, It because we could do it. It was on Facebook, and we could do it from home. And. uh, we call her, her
2: Gretchen Wilson, <laughs> <laughs> and we're watching it after. And I was like, "Did you hear what I just
3: said?" I was like, "Yeah, I heard that. I never caught it when you said it." it was, apparently, we were both too gone. <laughs> oh,
2: Governor boy. Gretchen Wilson.
1: Oh <laughs> boys.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, we are gonna we're gonna take a break here. When we come back, we're gonna we're gonna call uh, Staff
1: Sergeant Cannell who was one of the Capitol officers who had to fight back against rioters on January 6th uh, You've seen him give testimony. He's now written a book, and we want to more we want to know more about his book. When come back. And uh, I'm I'm excited to have this interview because, uh, you know, it's one thing to uh, have watched us on TV, but to talk talk to somebody who is really trying to protect the capital and our democracy is another thing. Uh, His book is called American Shield. And Staff Sergeant Gunnell will join us in just a moment on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal and KTNF 950 AM in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And we're joined by my co-hosts, Megan Kelly and Dan Schaefer from Sunday Morning's Apolitini right here on WCPT 820.
0: Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Baskin on WCPT 820.
1: I'm a little bit nervous because I want to make sure we pay so much respect to our next guest uh, that he so justly deserves. Uh, our next guest has written the book uh, American Shield and joining us is Sergeant Aquino Gonell Did I say it right? Did I get it?
9: That was close enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was right there. I was right there. Uh, Come on, it?
9: we just went over this. A- A-
1: Aquilino. Aquilino! <laughs>
9: That's go. much gooder, yep. as my drill sergeant.
1: Say. <laughs> Your drill sergeant used to say that. Uh, with me in studio is Megan Kelly, not that one, and uh, Dan Shaver. <laughs> and, and we are thrilled to meet you, sir, and excited that you've written this book. Writing any book is difficult, but the book that you've written, I mean, this will go down in history because you were there to d- defend our capital, to defend our democracy. And I, I want to talk a little bit about you first. So, where'd you grow up, my friend?
9: I grew up in the Dominican Republic to the up to the age of twelve, and then I, I immigrated to New York, Brooklyn, New York, uh, where I uh, lived for fifteen years uh, before I moved on down to DC.
1: And what what led you to service? What, what and what branch of the service were you in?
9: Um, I joined the Army Reserves. Uh, part of it was uh, initially to help me get get an education, but. changed that and then uh, I subsequently became more um, concerned about, you know, like everybody else, uh, full of patriotism and and, uh, avenging what happened in 9-11 that led me to continue my service.
1: So you have you have been invested in protecting Americans for quite some time, and uh, again, I want I want to thank you for that. Uh, when did you begin to work for the for the capital police in DC?
9: Um, right after I returned from Iraq in 2000, I returned from Iraq in 2005. And in 2006, I joined the the Capitol police in the summer.
1: Wow, what was your?
9: And, and I stay there for seventeen years.
1: Well, before you worked for the the Capitol Police, I mean, you know, serving in the military is is something that that most of us can't or won't do. Um, what did you take from your experience there? And, and again, an experience that uh, I'm sure changed your life and your family's life. Uh, what did you take from there to your service as a police officer?
9: Um, as I cover uh, some of these uh, elements of my life in my book, American Shio, I, I do discuss it in terms of p- part of it is uh, giving something back as an immigrant myself. Um, I came from the Dominican Republic and as a way to give back to the opportunity to live live in this country, I also joined the military. That was my second reason. But um like... Half of my life I had dedicated as a public servant and, um, you know, it, pain, it pains me that on January six, some of the very same people who I sworn oath to protect uh native born American, they were attacking me, a, a naturalized immigrant, uh, defending the capital. When a lot of the Republican officials, they, they turn to say that immigrants are the one invading the country. And, you know, on January six, we saw the, 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 truth, um, many of the people who were attacking the Capitol and breaching the Capitol, invading the Capitol, uh, destroying the Capitol assaulting police officers were native born Americans.
1: It is beyond anyone's wildest imagination that, that that went down, you know, although in the weeks before, you know, I, I a lot of us, you know, were, were watching what was going on, on social media. I even tweeted out, hey, you know, my liberal friends don't bother trying to counter protest. They want to draw you into violence. Mm-hmm. And, and, I was, and I got a sense that something was happening. Did you get a sense in the week? You, were you on social media at all? And, and was there any sort of, you know, conversations with other police officers that something was brewing
9: um, not necessarily. I mean, I was not a very active in social media be, uh, before joining six. Uh, I think um, after the aftermath, that's when it led me to, um, to join in some of the, the social media platforms. But, um, I, I knew some of the threats, but some of the threats were that we uh, used to see online by, uh, in my case, some of my subordinates were showing me posts from Twitter, from, uh, Instagram, and other uh, platforms. But those are things that were not substantiated uh, with a hard solid intelligence and nothing was coming down from our end in, in the higher brass, you know what I mean? So even though they were pointing it out to me um, by showing me certain things, uh, unless it was coming down through the chain command uh, to address any things, there was not much we could do because anybody could just sit behind a computer and type whatever, and doesn't mean that they had the capability to to do so. Mm
1: -hmm. I I can't imagine what the sense was like when you when, you know, it started to become apparent that this was going to be a massive crowd that could overrun the the law enforcement that was there and that there were there did not seem to be reinforcements coming from the National Guard. And and it was bad enough that that was happening in real time. And the threat was not just real, but it was actually happening, Uh, that violence was was unfolding, uh, people breaking through windows. And and so, like, it's still uh, 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 incomprehensible to me that there are people who i mean what what i hate saying these words to you because they make they make me so angry but talking to you it makes me want to cry um when you hear people say what it was just a tourism to it was just we right. were just a you know we were just they a,
2: were a peaceful protest they
1: were a peaceful protest yeah. and patriots i mean people saying that it was it was no different than the black lives matter protests um that must be I just mean, so hard yes
9: I mean, one thing that people need to realize, and I cover this in in the book and some of the chapters, is, you know, here you have a lot of the officers who were defending the Capitol, simply doing their job, not because they favor one political party or ideology or or another. We just simply were doing our jobs. And when people say nothing happened, well, nothing happened to who? Because the elected officials, they got to go home to safety. They got to go to the hideouts. Um, but meanwhile, you have officers like me who sustained multiple injuries severe enough to have uh, one you know, surgery on my right foot mm-hmm. that required a screw and a metal plate. To this day, I still have it in there. Then I have both my hands bleeding at, at some point. Mm-hmm. And then um, I have... Uh, My left shoulder uh, damaged enough to require surgery months later. Um, Then you had the mental trauma. Then you had the moral injuries because we did our job, and yet they tell us that nothing happened. And then you have, um, you know, certain things that happened on that day that if I, you know, I cover in the book, like, for example, um, Michael Phenon relieved me. I didn't know who he was at that time, but... He would leave me long enough for him to be dragged out of the into the mob and sustain multiple injuries, get punched and get threatened by his and people telling him kill him with his own gun. Um, he sustained a heart attack as a result of uh, one person uh, chasing him multiple times, and he literally took my spot um, oh. from where I was. So had I not been relieved on top of the other injuries that are already sustained, I would have suffered everything that went, uh, that he got. And that, to me, is a guilt right now. Um, oh, yeah. It has been. I've been treated for it. Um, the PTSD is still there. But then you have the moral injury where we did what we signed off for. We kept our oath. We defended, including the same people that two weeks ago were saying that these people were hostages. The people, the rioters who who assaulted us, the people who are political prisoners. So all these pe- things add to the injury, moral injury, and, and um, desecration of our sacrifices. Yeah. Um, you know, we became police officers because we had a call calling, and, and not many people like to do that. Just like when you joined the military, not many people, you said it, not many people are willing to do that. Um, there's no insensitive to be selfless and protecting all the people, but just the satisfaction that you are doing something good for, you, for the good of the country. And on January 6th, some of the, the same people who have sworn that thing off that I took, including elected officials, they, had, they chose to side with the former president to um, damage our country one way or the other.
2: So, um, Sergeant, I find this—it's always hypocritical to me—to find that a lot of these individuals that uh, participated in this assault uh, are also the the party of law and order and support the blue. Yet, then you see videos of them beating people with an American flag, right? um i got
9: beat up with the same flag
2: yeah (laughs) right and that's that's part of the hypocrisy um and a lot of these are documented white supremacists and they're saying that immigrants are infiltrating our country yet they were the ones who tried to overturn our democracy um the right is always saying that it was nancy pelosi's fault that there wasn't more security on that day Um, do you know whose responsibility ultimately was it for the security for that day
9: I mean, if it wasn't because of Donald Trump, I think uh, January 6 would never happen. He's the one who told those people to converge here in the nation capital, and then he pointed where they should go to. Um, There's not, in my mind, in my opinion, I think you know he could put one and one together, and then you know if he quacks like a duck, it sounds like a duck, and. Um, fly like a duck, then it must be a duck.
2: And if it sounds like um, a coward who said he was going to march down there with yeah. him and didn't do it, and then there you yeah.
9: go. <laughs> sounds
3: like Donald Trump. Yeah,
9: but you know, I think, you know, there were a lot of many failures, um, including some of the intelligence um, communication not being disseminated properly. But ultimately, the same person who, in my opinion, had the authority, had the ability to not only Prevent this from happening, but also to uh, send reinforcement for the capital because Absolutely. the last time I checked, yeah. the only person that is able to um, send the military to the capital and mobilize the national guards, especially in DC, um, because they don't have a governor, it's the commander in chief. So yeah. the commander in chief needed to send, you know, even without being requested by the capital police board, which them three among themselves, they also had to agree to request the help. But in my opinion, once he saw after he directed the mob to the Capitol, that things were getting out of hand when allegedly his uh, close advisors and his own daughter was pleading him to do something. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. He's a com- he was the in chief. He had the authority, not Nancy Pelosi, regardless what they tried to say, because if you're going to blame it on her, they need also to blame it on Miss McConnell, right. who was yeah. the, the majority leader on the Senate. So you can't just blame one, one or the other without uh, blaming the, the, the minority uh, minor leader. So in my opinion, Donald Trump has the influence. It's like when you have a dog that is aggressive and jumps over the, the fence to your neighbor, and attack the neighbor and the dogs only listen to what you say and then you just let it loose and do nothing about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you only had he could have just as as easily say, you know what, this is not what I had in mind. Stop breaching the Capitol. There were multiple layers of security that they breached, that they broke into the Capitol, and he didn't do that. He didn't do that until he saw himself being forced to do so, and when he actually did something, you know, I um, I'm, I'm saying this with the knowledge that I had now because at that time I didn't know because I was fighting for my life, for my for my uh, colleagues, and, and defending uh, the elected officials inside the capital. But when he actually found the courage or was able to say um, certain things to quell the violence, he didn't do that. He had them. And that's when the Pang My pen chance be, began. That's when the most of the fighting, fierce fighting happened. And that's when I was getting injured uh, and trampled uh, inside the tunnel.
3: Wow. Mm. Well, first and, and foremost. And I
9: cover most of these things in, 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 in the book as well.
3: That's what I was going to say. First and foremost, thank you so much for your service. Um, but what prompted you to write American Shield? And what is some of the feedback that you've received since you, you did write this?
9: um part of the narrative that you know especially after uh, I gave my testimony in the summer of 2021 to uh the congressional uh, committee um, to the January 6th uh, committee mm-hmm. was that there were a lot of media and personalities from the right side um the right wing and some of the elected officials themselves There were um, stating things that were not true about me, they were uh, making things up uh, and providing a narrative that they didn't even talk to me to corroborate or even ask me about anything. So I wanted to have my story uh, be told the, the right way on my own terms because, it's, as Patty mentioned earlier, it, it, January 6th, is a historical moment, and people want to read about it. People want to learn from it, how to hopefully how to prevent it, it never happen happens again. But I wanted people to know my perspective, what I experienced, what I lived, what I did, what the sacrifices that I did because it wasn't easy for me to come forward. Um, and I know that there were some of the officers who already had done. Um, some kind of like uh reporting on, on some newspapers at that time. I'm like, well, not to take anything away from them, but my day was almost worse than theirs. And I wanted to put my give my experience of that day and so people understand that it wasn't a peaceful pro- protest that it was not hugs and kisses and that had it not been because the actual officers like myself That's why we still have a democracy in this country, because um, our very system of governance was at stake. It was threatened by somebody sitting in the White House, watching these people fighting for him. And you have the target that there were all the elected officials of the Capitol, including his own vice president, the Speaker of the House, and the Senate for 10. These are the next three people in the line of succession to the presidency, and he wants them all being a murderer, basically.
1: Unbelievable. Listen to those words, that he got one of them all murdered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been talking to a staff sergeant, Aquilino, Ganell, his book is American Shield: The Immigrant Sergeant Who Defended Democracy, and this will be a book that is taught for generations to come. I mean that you know one of the things that makes me angry, Sergeant, is that uh, people often say things like, "Well, you know, history will tell." You know, what you're doing is important, but I also need us to not like uh, rely on history to fix things. I, I I need people to not be horrible to each other, to uh, to want to be violent to each other, to uh, to, to attack people like you. Uh, in their in, in their pursuit of some imagined, uh, I don't know, universe where you and I—I'm the daughter of an immigrant—you uh, know—we we all have our our different uh, w- lives that apparently is so uh, abhorrent or intolerant to these people that they would want to. Uh, kill somebody and and i'm i I know there's nothing we can say that i know that you you're doing a lot of the work and 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 they continue to uh push you uh in ways that i wish they wouldn't uh i'm grateful that you gave us the time to talk Mm -hmm. about it and i would love to talk to you again i'm gonna get a copy of the book um everyone should go and first of all follow uh sergeant Gannell on twitter uh you can find him uh staff sergeant uh, Gonell J G O N E L L, and you'll find a link there to Penguin Random House. So, if you want to go to Penguin Random House to find American Shield or all the places that you find books, uh, I encourage you to do so. And I'd love to interview again when I have I have more chance to, to read your book and and uh, and expand on some of the things. Maybe we'll do a little bit longer if you have time, sir. Sure, I
9: do. I do. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, the other thing is that I had. Done is uh, translated the book in Spanish. It's called Escuro Americano. So if you have a Latino friend and it's easier for them to to read, uh, then um, by all means, please recommend it uh, and leave a review once you complete it. My story is, is a typical immigrant story of perseverance and getting an education, joining the military, uh, becoming a police officer, defending the country both overseas. And here the Capitol on January six. And if you read, if you remove the name of Trump out of the what happened on January six, then you understand the sacrifices that mm-hmm. myself and many other immigrants and many officers, um, native born, did on January six to defend our country. It, it shouldn't be a partisan um, discussion about what happened on January six. Either you are okay with what happened on. Uh, the summer of twenty twenty or not and what you, whether you're okay with uh, with the riots uh, across the country or whether you're okay with what happened on january sixth apply the law to everybody equally okay? and i not, i didn't i had not done much of the things that i had done all the sacrifices twenty three of my uh life uh, i'm forty four um, had been of public service and one thing I want people to understand is that everything that i had done has not been because I want to write a book, because I yeah. want a medal. I, I did it because it was my job. I have plenty of medals from my time in the military and as a police officer. And had it not been because of January 6th, then nobody would know anything about those sacrifices but myself and my family. And I want people to realize that not every single immigrant that comes here to this country is I've come here to become a burden to, to the government. And if you look at it the way I do, I'm the perfect example of a, uh, kind of like what the many Republican officials say of the perfect immigrant that they want in this country. Somebody who uh, get here legally. Somebody who be, uh, overcome adversity and obstacles. Somebody who gets an education. Somebody who joined the military. Somebody who protects the capital of the United States when it was needed and necessary.
1: I'm so grateful for all of that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, I wish you a wonderful holiday season, my friend. Uh, And again, uh, words can't express our gratitude. Uh, Had it not been for, as you mentioned, the former president, uh, we might not have this conversation. And if I ran into you, I would still say thank you for your service. Absolutely. Thanks for defending our democracy.
9: Thank you you for for having me. And I hope you guys enjoyed the book. And one last thing, if you have a Republican friend, please buy him the book. <laughs> give okay. it to them. Maybe yeah? they, definitely. that will pique uh, the interest on, on them, or they could just burn it or give it to them before they ban it. So.
1: Yeah. I appreciate yes. that. Take care. And we'll talk to you in the next few weeks. I, love to, I want to follow up with you, okay? I, okay. Sure, definitely.
9: Right. definitely. And I'll
1: get your name I'll get your right. Name right. Aquilino.
9: <laughs> Aquilino, Aquilino, yeah. Appreciate it. We'll keep working on it. Yeah. Uh, by the time we we publish the uh, Spanish version next next month, exactly.
1: Yeah. I'm going to need that help. <laughs> Excellent. Be well. Take care. Hi, right. yeah. gracias. Let's take a break here, and uh, we're going to crack one open as we uh, head out for the night with Palatini, Megan Kelly, and Dan Schaefer on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal and KTNF 950 AM in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Go get that book, everybody, American Shield. More after this.
7: Hi, folks. I'm Kirk Bankstead from the Minocle Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer, like Biden beer, which is inoffensive and not bitter, and extinct elephant, a moderate ale. Because, you know, those moderate Republicans seem to be going the way of the dodo. A percentage of the proceeds of each can sold goes to keep Wisconsin blue and drive the MAGA cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. To keep track of the good trouble we're making in Wisconsin and where to buy our beer, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, Monacobrewingcompany.com And drink responsibly.
0: You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Baskin on WCPT 820.
1: You know, I could probably talk to... Uh, Sergeant Aquilino for a long time but uh we, uh, we, I, I wasn't sure because I tried reaching out to him after his uh, testimony with the January 6th committee. And he we went back and forth a little bit, and I didn't hear from him. And now that his book's out, so it was great mm-hmm. to talk to him. But as soon you don't know if someone's going to be nervous or how much. Right. He was great. He was fantastic. Zen-cast-er. I didn't mean to doubt you, sir. I know, he's not there right <laughs> now. But. Oh, my gosh. We're late. Oh, shoot. Okay, we got to go. Bye, okay, everybody. All right, bye. I'm way late. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> Cheers. We're having a little proof. Good night, everybody. Mike Crudeau, the devil's advocate. Paul's right there. Okay, bye. <laughs>